This episode of the Turf District Podcast is brought to you by the Well-Endowed Podcast by the Edmonton Community Foundation, hosted by Andrew Paul and Elizabeth Bonkick, and produced by Lisa Pruden. The pod explores the impact of passionate people who are working to make Edmonton a strong, vibrant city to live in. The Edmonton Community Foundation helps people create endowment funds, and the podcast tells the stories of how those endowments intersect with the community. You can, can, you can subscribe at thewellendowedpodcast.com. That's thewellendowedpodcast.com. Enjoy the show. Hey, fellas, we ain't gonna ever back down from nobody. I don't care who it is. This is a brotherhood. And if we stand strong together, we can't be denied. If one of us go down, we have another, and another, and another that's ready to fight. So let's hit this field and bang them, bang them, bang them. Somebody light me up. It's time to huddle up. Turf District Podcast. where we huddle up to talk all things Edmonton Elks and the CFL. And we are a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. And we are also a part of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. I'm Andrew, and thanks for joining us this evening as we've got uh, a little bit of fun to talk about. I think I said that last week too, did I not? I think it was, uh, I said there was some questionable fun, but we do have things to talk about uh, and we're excited to welcome another featured fan into the virtual turf district. But first, uh, of course, coming all the way from the West side, it is the one and only super fan, Mike. There it is. Lovely. Gotta love the gentlers. Yeah. (laughs) How you doing super fan? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> did we just become the horseman podcast what's going on i think it kind of says it all really it really does yeah i know i get it you're not wrong i i, I stuck with just the cola product tonight but uh-huh. you know sometimes it may it, contain rum may you don't know. may it, I, I could have put gin in there nobody knows nobody has any clue there's not gin in this but you know no that's weird yes. <laughs> are you feeling okay here Beer flavored gin or gin flavored beer. I'm not sure. Uh, they don't make that yet. But no, it could happen. It really should. I think that's the thing that you're saying right there. So, uh, <laughs> how was the rest of your weekend, Superfan? You mean post Friday or including Friday? Oh, no, no, post because we're going to oh. talk about Friday in a moment. But the well, rest of the weekend was probably better. So, I thought yes, I'd ask about well, the rest of the weekend. Of course, you did the uh, Halloween fun and festivities. It was great. Mm-hmm. Went out trick-or-treating with our nine-year-old, which was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, we were out for about an hour and a half. The weather was lovely. Yeah. Uh, and We stayed within our kind of greater neighborhood, and uh, he cleaned up. Oh, nice. We, okay. With uh, our neighbor's son, who was a couple years younger, and one of us chastised his father for not bringing a bigger bag. Oh. So she went and got one. 
and gave it to him. <laughs> It's going to be full in no time. Here, just wait a second. I'll get you a bag. Which was absolutely outstanding. Get some dad shaming going on. So uh, all in all, yeah, good time. That's great. That's great. Let me get you a bigger bag. Oh, there's what we always want to hear as children. Yep. And it was almost this high. So, yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's hilarious. That's that's fantastic. Uh, Yeah, that sounds like I introduced my children to Beetlejuice yesterday. That was fun. Outstanding. Mm -hmm. You mean the giant star or the movie? No, the movie. But thank oh, you for okay. clarifying. It's good to Just make sure. Check. Yeah, it's good that you're on top of this. For all the science nerds that are out there. <laughs> yeah, because they're no totally listening to our show. Yeah. Of course we are. Yeah. I just realized I'm making a face at you and nobody can see my face because it's just you. Okay. All right. Let's introduce our guest and then uh, we can see all of our faces, uh, which is something I don't know if anybody wants that. But still, we're going to be having some fun. Our guest tonight, first time on the podcast. Uh, featured fan, uh, somebody who regularly joins us at the tailgate and at West of Us. Uh, it is one, Derek Mapstone, or as we call him, Mappy. How you doing, Derek? Oh, pretty good. Good. Thanks for joining us tonight. Um, Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So we, because this is your first time on the show, we, we usually um, take a, a chance to, to ask our, our featured fans, how did you become a fan of the team and, and when was that and, and kind of what drew you to the game uh basically since i was 18 and originally it was for the parties <laughs> <laughs> and then from then on it became more and more the elks and ever since then i've been season tickets for 12 years now so nice same seats up in section k and now it's starting to be more of the kids coming with me so that's yeah. awesome. And and you had because you had your daughter join you for this game, right? This is her first game. Is that right? No, she came last year to the game with me too. She always does the Hamilton game with me. Okay. So, <laughs> is, yeah. she, is she a Hamilton fan or what is going on? What's she, going on here? Maybe. She maybe. <laughs> That's all right. Get the CFL yeah. fans. We need them all. That's right. Yeah. We're not we're not gonna be upset about that because uh, you know, if Commissioner was here, she'd be saying, Holy is Mazzoli. Right. So that's that's an important thing. Um, Now, you were at the game on Friday um, and I hear about a lot of the fan experience being different. You've been a season ticket holder now for 12 years. You're you're there, you know, with your family now. Um, How how did she like it on Friday? And 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 what do you think, knowing that they're trying to get some more families out? Uh, I still think the fan experience this year, but mostly because of all the COVID and that is rough but she enjoyed it because i took her down for practice so got her basically front row behind hamilton's bench for for before the game and then it was purely a tackle hunger so we had the great cop went and took photos with that and then of course headed over to tailgate i see everybody there okay well, at least one of us was there yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah geez mike jeez fairweather fan what's going on no I'm i kidding. let you down <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I say nothing. I say nothing at this point because that would be the wrong thing to do. Um, but uh, yeah, so no, tell tell me uh, like how how did you find it with like with uh, there's obviously a, quite a few less fans than what we're used to, Derek. So um, do, what do you think of the things that can be done to fix that, or 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 what do you think they need to try doing? 
they need to get something more in the stands for the fans. Because even with it, you can still have somewhat of the team or not the team, but like they're a fun team type of thing in the stands to interact with the fans still. Right now, it's just fans freezing their butts in the stands (laughs) and basically being ignored. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, I wonder, do you think that that has something to just, is that like a COVID thing or do you think that's a thing anyway? I don't know. I, I know the COVID itself is big with the players not being able to interact, but if they had some kind of like the drum line type of thing, but something different than that, they can interact with fans more. You can still do giveaways because people mm-hmm. can still hand out stuff, but they don't yeah. even do that anymore. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, super fan. I know that uh, we, we had talked a bit about this um, and I've, you know, you've had a week now to, to, you know, noodle on it. Is there, is there something that, um, that you were thinking, okay, well, this is the thing that they're kind of missing these days that they need to bring back. Well, let me noodle about that for a second. Um, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's so many different things they could do. Spending that much money to bring in a nineties band for a halftime is, (laughs) is that really going to bring return people versus, spending that same amount of money spread out over a couple of games to engage more of the younger families and make it more family friendly. Um, like many of us, we I've been to WHL games. Mm-hmm. So the junior, uh, junior hockey games, and they really seem to be going in after the younger families. Uh, they do things that engage the kids both before uh, and during the games as well as after. Um, Obviously, in a COVID world, a COVID world, we can't have them on the field like we normally do. Yes. But you know, instead of the kiss cam, which has just been done to death, have <laughs> you know even What's the dance cam thing, can be. Yeah, is it is really is, especially when they get a brother and sister sitting beside each other and they're like, no. <laughs> um, that's the best part. Yeah. Um, but having you know uh, at the WHL game, they'd have the floss cam and make the kids flossing. Or I was at a uh, game in Lethbridge watching the Hurricanes and Medicine Hat Tigers. And uh, they had a Lion King cam, and all the dads had to hold their kids up. <laughs> 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 it on, which was absolutely outstanding. And just something simple like that doesn't cost them a penny, but it just engages the, the younger fans. The kids love it. A lot of families love it and everything else. And it's got to be more interesting than someone trying to run around and make a sandwich on the, in the end zone, right? So, <laughs> Although, wait they took that away that was one of the greatest things the sandwich yeah. building when you had the t- different people who had to kind of land on top of one another that was outstanding right. I, I i'd be all over them bringing that back that'd be that'd be you're, a lot of fun you like to party so yeah i i know i want to see Derek do it <laughs> go <laughs> i bet you he can run faster than we give him credit for I, I can give it a go. That's not a boy. <laughs> See, there we go. Yeah. Um, no, but I no, I mean, obviously not this year because of COVID and everything like that. Sure. But yeah, I think Celeste was talking about that too, about having those on-field fan interactions. So um, it just just to kind of bring that up a little bit, I, I, I would agree. Um, now, Derek, I, I I had a I had a topic that I put on. Uh, Twitter this weekend that got a lot more traction than I thought it was going to. Um, so, Derek, what kind of music do you like to listen to? Uh, this answer is going to be rough, but I listen to pretty much everything but rap. Okay, but nope. my, that's fine. The mo- I mostly country. Okay, so, yeah, mostly country. A lot of hip hop and the newer stuff, but. No rap and 
oldies. I throw in a bit of everything. Okay, perfect. So. Mike, what kind of music do you listen to mostly? Um, mostly Norwegian death metal, that perfect. kind of thing. Yeah, that, that sounds I'm, exactly right. It's up the romantic right. stuff that really gets me, I find. <laughs> I mean, I, I listen to everything, right? I listen to jazz. I listen to rock. I listen to pop. I've listened to anything from southern rock to hip hop to classical. I mean, I like it all. Right, exactly. Um, and I'm I'm kind of the same way. Uh, now I have my favorites, and my favorites is I I do like you know a good guitar riff. I do like sure. you know rock and roll. I but Piano. I, I of course um, I'm right into. I'm perfectly fine with top 40 stuff though. I, you know, I, I like a lot of the weekend. My wife is not, but I love, I like a lot of who doesn't love the weekend. Well, Nicole, she does not care for him at all, but I, not at all. Oh, you mean the artist? Never mind. Yes. Yes. Oh, (laughs) good, good recovery. So, but I think in this very, very small poll, we have found that only one genre of music is not the way to go. Nope. (laughs) And yeah. even if it was Norwegian death metal, I mean, correct. Still, just... I mean, that's your favorite, but it's still not. Yes. It, it's not what you want to have all the time. So I, I would just, I would really like to see no, oh, both at the stadium and on the broadcast. It's okay to play something other than one brand of music all the time. And, and the same three songs over and over and <laughs> over. Yeah. Now, lots of people don't like Long Live the Night, and I I can understand that. My household likes it, and that's okay. But even I only still, dislike one line. That's all. Yeah, I and like. I agree. That one line I will make fun of forever because it's horrible. You don't do third and one from the gun. That's uh, it's right. impossible. But the song itself, in moderation, I like it. Oh, oh see there. That oh, look, there you go. <laughs> moderation i was gonna say oh what is what is derek drinking that looked like it was tasty <laughs> <laughs> tell me there's gin in that that looks very good no oh. no, no that's just brown beer oh all right then well <laughs> we've had the gin conversation we have yeah um i just i i would love to see and and i was surprised like how much spark that got <laughs> It's <laughs> a tweet that it's okay to play more than one genre of music and, but play something that gets people fired up. And Mike, you were even saying that last week, like play something that you're like, okay, I'm ready to cheer now and not, you know, sit back and take another hit. Like it's, where's the, let's go, let's get things fired up. Right. Um, uh, this yeah. is the same league where they thought it was a great idea to have blue rodeo doing lost together in the 2009 gray cup. That's funny. I mean, I love Blue Rodeo, but that does not get me pumped up at halftime. Just saying. No, no not really. Uh, if you have to pull out a lighter, it's the wrong song. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Derek, what kind of music does your daughter like? Uh, she's a big fan of Pink and all the newer stuff. And See? Justin Bieber and the newer stuff. But that could get people pumped up. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like put not it- Sweet Caroline. I remember, <laughs> I remember when uh, when I started going to games in the eighties, and I remember them playing top forty stuff. Where I'd be like, "Hey, what is this song?" And then go home and get it because I liked it. It was it. I remember those types of environments, and not like, "Oh, it's the same 
three songs over and over and over again. So did you um, hold up your little tape player and record it and hit stop when it was finished? Yeah, no, no, actually, <laughs> no. Uh, I did miss not having Shazam though, because that sucked. Yes. Like, I'd have to be <laughs> sitting there and then go, and then you'd go to the library and go, yeah. So there's this song and it goes like this, na, 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 na. and they'd say, oh, I think it's this. Oh, great. Okay, I'll try that. <laughs> Hopefully wow, it's right pretty on. good librarians. You know what? I really did. Yeah. Actually, I had an uncle that was a DJ that I could do that with. And um, it's an ongoing joke, actually, in our family, because su- surprisingly, some of us are not that great at singing. And we would come in and say, I really like this song and basically do what I just did. Nice. <laughs> and then my uncle would be like, I think it's this. Oh, yeah, it is. Great. I'll take it. So, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, but I remember going to games and that being part of the experience, right? It sure. Is, is getting that type of information. Well, I've killed enough time. Now it's time we have to talk about the game. Because uh, <laughs> I, I tried to get into it all. Uh, Elks Fall, of course, 39 to 23. Uh, that score, as far as I'm concerned, flatters the Elks. Um, a uh, record-setting night, as it turns out, because it's the first time they've ever gone 0-6 to start the That's season true. at home. Uh, so not not the greatest of times. Um Let's see if we can pull out any positives. Derek, did you have any positives at this game? (laughs) (laughs) You didn't know I was going to ask the hard question first. Yeah, yeah. Start with the tough one. Uh, They at least scored a touchdown? Yeah. That's true. (laughs) You know what? That's actually the perfect answer. there, There was something. I'm sure there was, there was something, something to cheer about. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Mike, did you have any other positives in this game? Positives. Well, we certainly found out that uh, that um, James Wilder Jr. does a mean uh, body slam. We, we did. Yes, so that was kind of that was cool. Ish. <laughs> um, you know, cool being a relative term. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I thought that. Um, you and I had discussed a little earlier that um, Greg Ellingson had a, a decent game, all told. But it's really hard to to go through it because we had uh, a lot of it scored in garbage time, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Uh, when you're looking at um, again, no interceptions. That yep that that was my positive. There was no interceptions, Sorry. so stole, that's okay. That's fine. Stole that from you. You were above fifty percent passing. Y- yes. Yes, just I think, or was yeah, it? I think fifty-seven or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, okay, good. Yeah, exactly. So we'll uh, take the, that. the underpaid off in the rushing yards. Yes, it certainly <laughs> did. <clears throat> anyway, um, line wasn't horrible though at one hundred and three. What do we have? Eighty-seven, I think, in total. Something so, like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, okay. All right. Let's talk about some of the stuff that was not so great. Um, or maybe why, why don't we actually we can still talk about good if we want to according to Derek's daughter there was lots of good in that game because Holy yes. Zoli played lights <laughs> out lights out um Derek what are the things that stood out to you that you're that were on the bad side the bad side I don't know what happened to our defense they left and anything down the middle was wide open yeah uh, I agree that they, and Mazzoli was picking us apart down the middle. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, any, I, I know this is a loaded question. Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> it couldn't stop the run. <laughs> yeah. They were they were they were having a field day with us. Um it looked like two teams in 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 different leagues. Um Mike, I'll let you take off from there again cuz I know we have lots of bad things so I don't think you'll take mine this time. No. Uh, I mean obviously the run game we 120 yards for Don Jackson um which is just uh, outstanding if you happen to be a Ticats fan like our good friend Tina who is in the chat. Um Oh, excellent. Hi Tina. Yes. So at least someone in the chat's going to be having a great time. Um I I thought we had uh, certainly a, a better Second half, but that first tra- half was atrocious. Um, Jeremiah Masoli had what almost 300 yards in that first half, yep. uh, on route and three touchdown passes. Like, oh, that was that was a tough one, yeah. 287, um, I think, at the end of the half, That's... yeah. And so, I think he had another what 70 yards in the second half, but I yeah. mean, at this time, did he need it? Not really, no, uh, yeah, and just. I mean, we could pick on so many different players. Uh, Darrell just had another not great game. Mm-hmm. Yep. For and, someone that uh, we need to step up, and he was uh, one catch on five targets. Oof, man, that's, yeah, it's rough. For the um, highest paid non-quarterback in the league. <laughs> that's a, yeah. And probably paid higher than some quarterbacks. Yeah, probably, probably. Um, the drop passes in general. Yeah, not just Darrell, but lots of drop passes were were not helpful. Um, Derek, I'm going to expand a little bit on what you were saying with the defense. The defensive line got no pressure. Like I, I uh, it, it's probably one of the hardest ones to watch. There was like no nobody getting back there. Um, and uh, and and that that was kind of the bread and butter of this team early on was the the defensive line was at least putting some pressure like they may not be getting the sacks but there was a little bit of pressure but it's just that doesn't seem to be there um, and that's that's really really hard um, and you know down fourteen early and uh, yeah T- tell me if this sounds familiar yeah down fourteen early the game coming off of the bye week. And I just, I don't understand that at all. That, that's twice now that they've come in off of, a, off of a week off and come out completely and totally flat. And especially at home, like the first time, obviously it was against Ottawa and it was in Ottawa. Um, but this time they're at home and, and it, it was like, meh. Okay, we'll just try. Like they're still on the bye week. Like, yeah, exactly. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I just find that so frustrating. Um, because you see teams like, God, I have to say this, but like Calgary, where it's pretty much guaranteed win night when they come off the bye week, almost always. And uh, you know they they're prepared. They come out rested and fired up, and all these types of things. And uh, yeah, our guys are still not in the stadium. I don't know what what's going on with that. It's very very frustrating to watch for sure. Um, let's talk about one more thing in this game. Um, you already alluded to it, Mike. The the uh, WWE style <laughs> body slam. <laughs> um, now there was obviously a lot to let up that led up to that. So sure. 
Derek, you being in the stands, did you kind of see that building or did it just like all of a sudden happen and you're like, what is going on? Because in, in the TV broadcast, they were sure they were kind of telling us and you could see it building as much as you could feel it building. It it was there all along and you're just waiting for it almost to happen. I didn't know it would be to that extent, but it was there. All it's right. like the Elks are frustrated playing, so. Well, and and they were down. <laughs> I yeah, guess. So that, that doesn't help, right? Um, yeah. And you know, we know Simone will stir up trouble. That's what he does. Uh, that's that. It's one of the things that he does that gets under people's skin, right? Um, and the, it works. It worked. It's, Sure did this week. <laughs> Worked out real well. Um, uh, I was actually kind of surprised that they didn't toss the two of them. Like, I know they there wasn't specifically a rule that they could just get rid of them, but it was. I was kind of surprised they didn't just like they, they tossed Rose because he came off the bench, and they tossed I can't remember what his name was, but the guy that spit on another guy, which is absolutely inexcusable as far as I'm concerned, especially during a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, like. Come on, that was like those guys, and so those guys should have gone too. But I was surprised they didn't because it it had been building. Like Simone right. came around on the one hit, and they connected helmets. Then then this one ball drops, whistle goes. Simone hits him, and he hits him in the. I understand he hits him in the butt, but it twisted his leg. Now Wilder's out with, or at least he was on the injured list this week for, or yeah, injury report with an ankle. Uh, yeah, he, he didn't play in the rest of the game. Yeah, exactly. So apparently the player was Kelly, by the way, for Hamilton. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, Mike, what did you think of the whole situation? Uh, I think the referees should have maybe corralled it a little sooner than they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seemed to go on and escalate and escalate. I mean, it was a powder keg to begin with. Uh, you have a team that is incredibly frustrated right now. Um, and, At this point, they're feeling like it's kind of done, maybe. I don't know. Mm. Um, And they blew up. And I think at that point, the referee should have stopped it, stepped in and stopped it right away. And I think at that point, you wouldn't have had as much of a problem as you did. Um, I don't think there was a single thing you could isolate tossing Simone for, honestly. I mean, you might say that the hit was low. Mm -hmm. Um, He can say, I was already committed, and away you go. But, I mean... While you couldn't have done that, there's certainly enough stuff you could have tossed James Wilder Jr. for. Um, Like picking up someone and body slamming them, that is just an incredibly dangerous thing. I understand you're frustrated. I understand you feel that it, uh, because of the reputation perhaps of the player, um, that you feel that it was more intentional. I mean, there's no way you can prove that kind of thing. But either way, what was intentional was how you reacted to it. And I just, I'm sorry, but there's just no place for that because that's going to injure somebody. And I think he could have been tossed for sure. But I, yeah. again, I'll just go back to if the referees had stopped it earlier, I think we wouldn't have got to that point. Yeah, because it wasn't like they weren't yammering at each other the whole other, the whole rest exactly. of the time leading up to it, right? Um, yep. After that initial helmet-to-helmet hit, then it, there should have been some discussion at that point. So, yeah, um, yeah it was definitely a crazy moment. You don't see that often in the in CFL where, you know, all of a sudden a hockey game breaks out. Right. Uh, yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. Um, 
All right. Well, we did get some news that we could actually talk about uh, because uh, right after we recorded last week on the Tuesday <laughs> morning, it is announced that the Elks trade uh, to get Nick Arbuckle out of the Toronto Argos uh, for what at the time was a third round draft pick and a negotiation player. If right. we extended Arbuckle, then it would turn into a second round draft pick, which happened today before we recorded oh i can't wait to see what comes to tomorrow i know tomorrow we're gonna trade cornelia no i don't know i don't know what they're gonna, ironically gets... the uh the guy that the negotiation list player was also a kelly so there you that's go. true yes <laughs> yes yes Chad kelly exactly uh nephew of jim kelly is uh, that what it was nephew i think it was the nephew i mean it's too yeah. bad rod black is gone because yeah. now and we'll never know <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we we haven't mentioned it on here. You know, for as much crap as we give Rod Black, I mean, he did know how to make excitement in a game. Like, he did yeah, know the, the call when it was a big call. Uh, you know, and plus, uh, he, he spawned a drinking game. So, I mean, all the best to Rod. I mean, like, I cheers to him because i i figure that you know rod black although you know he he had some quirks about him he, he was a he was a good play-by-play guy um so yeah anyway so the news drops uh derek what are you thinking when you see that we're trading for nick arbuckle right before the trade deadline i'm really hoping he's getting signed at least so the trade's not wasted because if he just plays the rest of the season it's for a waste because we're not really pushing the playoffs okay Fair enough. Um, Mike, your thoughts on it? On the trade or the extension? Both. But start uh, I with think the trade. That, <laughs> yeah, I think that the trade uh, was a good one. Um, I said to you at the time, I listed off a whole host of third round draft picks that we have drafted in the last 12 years. I think there's six that we've drafted. The rest we traded away. Uh, and there isn't a single one of them I wouldn't trade for a starting quarterback. Correct. Um, I mean, we're talking about the what is considered the most important player on the field because they touch the ball every snap. Um, and, I mean, if you can get someone that could potentially be it, and this guy just turned 28 last week, mm-hmm. uh, your potential starter for the next at least four, five, six years, that's a no-brainer. And to get him for, like, not even a, a warm body, right? that's a deal. And I think you've got to take that. Um, that being said, we remember when Arbuckle stepped in for Bo Levi Mitchell in 2019. And won a lot of games. Uh, he just seems to have that kind of attitude. and It's confident without being cocky, which we're not used to seeing out of Calgary. Um, <laughs> Got to get those shots in. Come on. That was a good um, one. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he's he's got a decent touch on the ball. He's the only quarterback this year that's beaten Winnipeg, uh, which is saying something. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's certainly a lot of upside. So I am glad that we got him. I was surprised that we signed, uh, extended him today. Uh, without him taking a single snap. I mean, he hasn't even taken really a snap in practice. He's just been doing light workouts at this point. So they must have a lot of confidence in the film they've seen of him. Uh, and maybe by talking to him on personality, because that immediately upgraded that third rounder to a second round. And now there's a lot of second round players that, you know, um, I don't, would you trade him for a potential? I don't know. But at least we know yeah. we have it one more year. Uh, so, you know, barring any sort of more pandemic explosions, we should at least see them for another year here. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what I thought when I saw the extension today. I'm like, OK, well, there's a chance that, you know, this could be something that would 
turn into something really good. But I, I agree with you. A little weird after not not even having a snap. So right. Um, when we get to the game preview, it should be interesting to see what we talk about there. But um, cool. but I'm I'm glad he's here and and he does seem to you know kind of have that. Um, he does have a starting quarterback ability for sure. We saw that in Calgary. Uh, yep. Now we get to see, is it the system or it, does he bring something different to, uh, to our system, which I, I, I'm excited to see. And I hope that that is the case because God can't wait to hear what our system is. Boy, I <laughs> catch the ball and fall down. <laughs> oh, that's damn. special teams. Sorry. Sorry. Well, I don't know what I was saying. Yeah. Okay. It's fair. Uh, let's go to some, uh, YouTube questions and, and thoughts there. Super fan before we get to some horde items, lots and lots of exciting stuff in the chat right now. Uh, excellent. Looks like we've got some of the regulars and irregulars in here, which is always outstanding. Um, <laughs> that sounds like uh, this show, the regulars and irregulars. It's so true. Uh, so Leanne cosmic rhubarb says, so these injuries having seen the new injury report today are hips the new Achilles tendons because we have a couple of players out with hip injuries as of the injury report today. Yeah. Uh, hard to say. I mean, well, there's a hip groin, which, I mean, I sort of failed anatomy, but um, I mean, they're connected, right? You're in, they you're are. In, yeah. So, yeah, they are. Yeah, they're, so. they're, they're pretty close. Yeah. That's what I hear. Yeah. You can put those out doing a lot of things. Let me tell you that. That's not good. Is that right? I worked That's in Emerge for many years. Yeah, many years. Yeah. Anyway, That's a very different podcast. So, um, <laughs> exactly. So at least we did discuss that there are two people that were happy with the results of the game between Derek's daughter and uh, Tina, who is in the yes. chat, Borum Girl. Excellent. Uh, so at least, again, someone's positive in there, right? That's good. Balance. Uh, <laughs> Coach Vic says the biggest problem right now is the second level is totally forgotten, it seems. Only once have they gotten the mini balls up there this year. So they oh, need really? someone on the sidelines that can get those mini balls up there. So here's my next question. How many chances have they had to throw mini balls? That <laughs> might true. be part of – that might play into it. I mean, they, I agree with you, Coach. They have to – They're not warmed up. They should have people coming up to throw them into the second level, which they used to do. And, and again, how many times have we said that, which they used to do? And isn't happening now, which would have been a, a nice touch for, you know, the, what have we had? Six touchdowns at home? Yes. Did I get six that right? Games, six touchdowns. Wow. Neat. Um, nope. So not a lot of chances to throw those either. So, so no. we've got to balance that off. But I, I agree. They should be doing it on both levels. There's people are paying for tickets no matter what. They, all those people should be getting, you know, attention. Get a, one of those like T-shirt cannons. Start firing balls out there. Absolutely, yeah. Who doesn't want to fire balls with a T-shirt can? That sounds. <laughs> is that the title of the podcast? Uh, <laughs> fireballs. No. Fireballs with the T-shirt cannon. Come on. Okay, doke. There's a lot of fun in that. Okay, carry on. And we're off the rails. Yeah. Um, uh, Why Slug08 says you either love country or hate it. There is no in between. Uh, and it's probably a lot to that. I don't know a lot of people that think, yeah, country's okay. I can take it or leave it. It's usually like, I really like it. I do not like it. It doesn't seem to be a lot of indifference anyway, shall we say. I guess that's fair. I think there was more a few years back where there was, because there was so much crossover in country where it was basically sure. like, 
Off like, with a twang. Light, light yeah. rock. Yeah, light rock with a fiddle, right? And you're yeah. like, uh, somebody said that to me once before. They said, if you listen to New Country, if you take the fiddle out, it's basically like an 80s song. Right. Probably, well, they have a lot of the same wrong. producers, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you started seeing that with Shania Twain being married to a rock producer, right? So, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So not too surprising. Uh, what else we have here? Leanne does vote that we bring back 99 Red Balloons. So that'd Ooh. be good. You can never have too much, Nana. Correct. Uh, Leanne's asking, what does Derek's shirt say? Is it diversity is strength? That should go for the music, too. Ooh, yes, it is. There diversity it is. is strength. Good call. Good call. <laughs> we need some of that diversity in the music. That's right. That's right. Love it. Um, <laughs> uh, Leanne, uh, sorry, Leanne, Tina is saying that the uh, the uh, Reclaws was much better than the new song that they've been pushing a lot this year. I think we can all pretty much agree on that. I, I would agree with that only because I, I think the well, I like the Reclaw song better, but except for that one dumb line. But I, <laughs> but I really do have to say that. But it at least it 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 felt a little like it, it felt like a pickup song, whereas right, like what you're made of would be great for like one cutscene or. Right. Maybe the intro, just the intro where it's like, what are you made of for the game? And I can totally get behind that. And, and I like that feel. But every commercial break. No, like, no, because now really it's taking you out of the moment. No, not at all. It's slow. Right. right? So, yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. Play, so play uh, play uh, stronger beer like that at least gets you excited. There we go. <laughs> I mean, I like the beaches. It was another example of a oh, band I loved that they it. introduced. Yeah. And I thought they were quite good. That t-shirt song is one I, I quite have often on rotation on my playlist. So I, I um, actually have all their stuff in my – and yeah. I got introduced to them through that concert series. Yep. And absolutely. I, I love a lot of their music. And again, just – why can't every time you have a commercial break or something like just change it up? It doesn't have to just be the same one. Yeah, right? maybe once a half. That's it. Correct. Yeah, great. Yeah, Why I. Why not? Yeah. Um. So we're looking at positives for the game. Uh, Coach Vic has a good one. He says uh, the group that sits behind Derek. That's a huge positive. <laughs> <laughs> Coach is in that group, is he not? Yes. Yeah. He is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Coach brings more have... positivity than any of us. So, I, <laughs> well, if you know the bar set kind of low. Well, this this coming Friday it is fan night, and the first joke I wanted to make was like the only fan. But I did yeah. say, but but I, I you know what? If they're like a pick a fan, it's, like it's got to be Coach. Like he's sure. he's he's probably he's the most positive out of all of us. We all we all aspire to be like Coach. It's true. Um, then we were discussing uh, our in-stadium DJ briefly. Um, okay. This should be not sure what to make of the part. It's just he isn't exactly someone that pumps up the crowd, shall we say. Yeah, exactly. Slow jam. Let's leave it at that. Uh, and then, you know, then it seems like um, the team isn't pumped up either. Um, so Fair. maybe that's it. Uh, Why Slug 08 asking how many penalty yards on bets? Um, I know. I think he had three penalties. Was it thirty? In a row. It was, yeah. Was it uh, two fifteens and a two fifteens and a five? Because there was an offside yeah. in there, wasn't there? Yeah. Right. Was, so yeah, it wasn't yeah. good. No. Um, 
Ken uh, parrots what I was saying, saying or not parrots, but uh, agrees with what I was saying, saying the officials let things go a little too long before it finally blew up. Mm-hmm. Um, Leanne says that she blames Rod Black for her corrupted liver. Is <laughs> <laughs> that Rod Black game? Who can blame her? As do we all. Yeah. Ken Ludwig is saying that it's interesting the term for Arbuckle is only for 2022. And I think that kind of makes sense. It gives everyone a chance to sort of see how we fit when they're actually playing games that are really going to matter, hopefully at the beginning of 2022. So not too much of a surprise. I also think in his case, where else is he going to go next year? You and I were discussing that earlier today. Uh, he's not going to go to BC. They have Riley and at least for the next year, maybe two. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not going to Calgary. He's not going to Saskatchewan or Winnipeg. Uh, Hamilton already has two quarterbacks and they might be getting rid of one because they might want to start where they're going. I don't know. Um, I don't think Arbuckle is going back to Ottawa after they what? cut him without, <laughs> you know, paying him the bonus. Uh, Montreal already has Vernon Adams Jr. And, and Toronto is the team that just traded him because they didn't think he was the the guy they wanted to go horror with. So where is he going to go uh, in 2023? Maybe that's a different story, right? So we'll kind of see how that goes. So I think for him, a, tw- a one-year deal is probably a good extension. And for the team too, they want to see what they've got. Like they don't want to have to sign him and you know possibly not get somebody else that, that will fit better if that's the case, right? So Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Wiselug08 does says he is a culture fit, so all is well. Oh, good. Thank goodness. Good. Thank goodness. <laughs> yes. Um, then we were talking about some of the uh, extra yards and things like that. Half of those were in garbage time. Uh, was that for touchdowns or it's one against Montreal, two against Hamilton? That's probably the touchdowns, I'm guessing. We were talking about must be. Yeah, we were talking about how many. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> Coach Vic, again, always the positive influence, thankfully, yes. that we have uh, for fan day. Uh, next this Friday, uh, it's two dollar hot dogs and five fifty beers. Come on, Joey Chestnut Challenge is on. <laughs> uh, oh, this Not is me. gonna be no, no. no he's, you ever see the competitive eaters? They're usually oh, the yeah, skinny it's gross. Dudes. Yeah, but it's also yeah, it's also very gross. Dipping the buns in beer and stuff. So, oh, yikes! Your That's... buckles are shiny, but our buckle is nicer. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> that could also be the title of the podcast, which would be, has its own little connotations. Oh, my goodness. It's so well, true. Yes. Well, thank you, everyone, for uh, yes. contributing and being part of the chat. We really appreciate it. We, um, be part of the show. Yeah, and that's how we uh, how we, we find even more featured fans to come and join us. So that's, that's amazing. Uh, Mike, you had a couple of Horde items this evening you wanted to show us, yes? Yeah, I got some a couple of new things in recently uh, I wanted to show. Uh, we were talking earlier about, uh, you know, you in the 80s listening to songs at the stadium and holding up that tape deck to record yes. the stuff. And, uh, back when I was a kid, back in the old days, um, we listened to radio that was pre-Spotify kids. Um, <laughs> and often when I wanted to listen, you know, rec- listen to the radio, you had um, your radios that your traditional radios, but you also it's been called transistor radios. That was sort of a big thing from the, you know, 50s through the 80s, um, mm-hmm. where you have this wireless radio that's powered by a battery and you could tune in stations. So uh, the CFL sort of jumped on that bandwagon into the 70s and 80s. And one of the things they put out was this lovely helmet radio. Uh, hopefully you can see that. Oh, yes. 
And so oh, we have that's the CFL. Very cool. So it came blank, and you got to put your own stickers on it. So you could put the team name and the logo and everything else. So uh, I picked that up a little while ago, and then you have the speakers right there. So they had this sort of white one. This was the first one, and this is sort of early 70s. Okay. As we got into the 80s, they started doing it a little more customized to the teams. And so you got things like this. Oh, that's really fancy. Ooh. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's full on yellow. Great, yes. Full on yellow, and you'd take it off, and that's where you'd put your battery in there and everything else. So, um, sorry, really gold, kind of gold. Sorry. Yeah. What's that? I said, sorry, it's gold. It's gold. I don't know what I was saying. Yeah, it's full on. Yes. Gold. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. And then you'd mm-hmm. have, sort of dial in with the little knobs on the side. Uh, but then they had all these molds, and they weren't sure what else to do with it. So, they decided they'd make a lamp. <laughs> <laughs> I love exactly lamps. Uh, this uh, I just recently got from a fellow collector who had two of them. Uh, so this is just an outstanding little item to add to the collection. Uh, they actually have a third item, which is a piggy bank, using the exact same mold, so it looks the same. But I haven't tracked that one down quite yet. So anyone out there that has one, you know, just you know, look look a guy up. So um, yeah, kind of fun little helmet oddities in there um and yeah so they're gonna go into the display cabinet behind me and and uh yeah that's uh that's uh, kind of the newest item so i just need to get a little lampshade for that and i think that'll uh clean up quite nicely oh that's that's fantastic that's fantastic um the uh <laughs> so anybody who can find a transistor radio shell piggy bank that's the one that you're looking for yeah just a little helmet okay. piggy bank this is an 80s one they have a, a newer one that came out about three or four years ago which i do have but uh okay. one that sort of matches that so i'll have the uh, the trio be okay. kind of fun <laughs> i coach fix it it does look like it would be a bright idea so ah fancy yeah that's why we coach we love it that's that was that's a good dad joke i'll give points yeah. to that yeah that's good he's a good dad uh, he is, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's talk about this week's game. So the Elks have their final home game on Friday uh, with the Riders in town for another 745 start. I know you're super excited about that. Um, Elks are, of course, trying to not go over at home. For the first time ever. <sighs> okay. Now, here's my question. Do we see Arbuckle in this game? Well, he did not practice at all. It was Cornelius with the first team doing mm-hmm. reps today. So I'm not entirely sure we're going to. I mean, it's a lot for Arbuckle to learn. Yeah. And you've got to think Prukop's going to be in there for the short yardage. So it's going to be an either-or situation since we only have two quarterbacks we dress. Right. Derek, so, what's your I'm, gut saying? I'm thinking... Maybe late in the game, they'll put him in for maybe garbage time just to see if we'll get him some reps. I don't want to say garbage time because I'm hoping for a tighter game, but... Uh... <laughs> Unless we're way ahead. <laughs> oh, way ahead, yes, yes. That's hey. what I'm thinking. <laughs> um, but can they do that? Because if they're going to have Prukop as a second stringer... That's right. Doing yeah. a short yardage. Yeah. And well, they dress, dress three guys. Dress Arbuckle as a receiver and then just have him there in case... That's wildcat. Yeah. See? Wildcat. It's perfect. He could be the other running back because we're almost out of those too. He could just right. <laughs> address Prukop as a running back. He basically is. See? Hut, run. See? Done. I've just solved the problem. We can have all three quarterbacks on the roster. Prukop is a running back. It's perfect. Unfortunately, the rules don't allow that. 
If you are declared to not be a quarterback, you cannot be declared a quarterback the rest of the season. Oh, all right. Well, now they've already thought around that one. That doesn't. That doesn't. I mean, the season isn't long. No, it's true. Yeah, it's only a few more games. Brukop, you just put him as a running back, and then just leave him there for the rest of the season, and then Arbuckle and Cornelius can share, and away we go. See, problem solved. Um. All right. Well, now the Riders are coming off a big win versus Montreal. Um, and, of course, they locked up a playoff spot at the same time. Uh, of course, they're still fighting to host the West semifinal because we know it won't be the final. Um, what do you think uh, are the keys for the game here for the Riders? Let's uh, start with you this time, Mike. The keys for the Riders? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, <laughs> I would say... Well, following the the model that Hamilton set in the last game, a you got to strike early and sort of take the crowd out of it. Actually, you're not going to take the crowd. There's going to be so much light green in that stadium. Um, True, and run the ball. We're very very light in the middle. I mean, we have offensive linemen for both Saskatchewan and Hamilton are 300 325 pounds, and defensive tackles that are 260. So when you're giving up 40 to 60 pounds, that makes it a lot easier for someone to run on you. And I, I think that we saw that with Don Jackson. Um, I have not heard uh, on the injury lists. Jake Sresna was still on the injury list. Uh, of course, his mother had passed away. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we're going to see him this week. And having lost Mondo, of course, in the season, who was another big body in the middle, we, we lost a lot of poundage in there. And it's been a lot easier this year to run on us. Now, we're talking about a team that, doesn't seems to not want to run the ball. So this should be interesting to see if Jason Moss decides oh, well, this week I'm <laughs> yeah. going to run. Yeah. We'll have to see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, Derek, what are you thinking about for keys to the game on the rider side of the ball? The riders, I think go deep with them because Hamilton had a success with that last week and they have Duke. So mm. we, we all know how good he is going deep. So if they can throw the ball deep. Yeah. <laughs> they go deep on us. I think we're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very true. Um, I see a lot of uh, riders in people's fantasy lineups this week. That's what I, that's what I see how that's going down. Um, Yeah. I would agree with what both of you said, you know, run the ball, go deep Um, defense wise. uh, You know what? Their front four scares the ever living crap out of me. Honestly, like I, I don't know whoever we put in quarterback back there, if they're going to do anything but run for their life, because the last three weeks, uh, two weeks anyway, that rider front four is all of a sudden playing on a different level. Um, So uh, if we switch to the elk side of the ball, they, they got to give whoever's at quarterback an extra second or two to get the ball out of there. If they don't, it's, it, it it could be a bloodbath early as far as two and outs are concerned. So um, that, I think I think that's a huge key for us is to be able to to give that extra second to get the ball out, whether it's a short pass or or any type of pass. You gotta you gotta give them a bit of time, otherwise that's not going to work. So, uh, Derek, let's go back around to you. What do you think the keys the game for the Elks this week? The Elks don't go one dimensional. Don't do the three yard screens. Maybe throw a little bit deep to Walker or something like that. Try him out a little more. He had a bad week last week, but he usually bounces back pretty good. All right, fair enough. Super fan. Uh, on offense, I'd like to see us do a lot more tight end sets. Um, we hmm. definitely need help, especially with Justin Renfro 
uh, being injured today and not practicing yeah. or at least doing light practice. So I think that's one of those things that we're going to need all the help we can on an offensive line. Uh, as you say, with the, the monstrosity that is the front four for Saskatchewan, they're going to need extra help anyway. So having that extra body that can uh, chip in. And if it's James Tuck, I mean, he, he caught a lovely pass uh, in the last game. So he did. if he can contribute that way, that's not too bad either. Uh, on defense, we've got to get pressure and contain. Uh, it's pretty tough right now, but uh, I think we can frustrate them. We've seen a lot of frustration um, from Saskatchewan in the last little bit, and you hear a lot of venting from their quarterback uh, in the last month. So make him a little angry, and, and who knows, maybe we can exploit it. So he, he wouldn't be, like, emulating his coach or anything like that. Nope, maybe. not at all. Nope. No, that's, uh, I was just wondering about that. Um <laughs> I was just curious. If he goes for your haircut, then maybe he, yeah, maybe he is. Yeah, I know, right? I'd be perfect. Yeah. If I just put the glasses on, I look just like Jason Moss. Only you if you assault a Gatorade jug, yeah. Okay, well. <laughs> can of pop goes flying across the room. <laughs> no, that's when I'm watching the game. Oh, my right. God. What are you guys? Oh, come on, guys. Do something. Yeah. Um yeah, it's it it's going to be an interesting game. Um, I'm I'm hoping that there's a little more pride and heart there uh, that we get started early instead of this, you know, don't start until we're two touchdowns down um, or more, as the case might be. Um, secondary is going to be hurting, but the, you know they, you know, Aaron Grimes said it after the last game. You know, it's it's pride. You got to got to go out there and play for your job for next year that's how you get paid the next year and i hope more guys do that so uh before we get to our picks uh any other funny youtube comments there because i can i can see you smirking super fun (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's there's a few things in there um uh, tina says i'm not sure he's referring to he looks like a ginger nick jonas (laughs) (laughs) that would be nick arbuckle yeah i know um (laughs) Uh, well, he's all about the levels. That's, oh, man. You're welcome. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, Coach Vic does suggest that Arbuckle is great short yardage. That is all what he did in Calgary, certainly uh, backing up Bo. So, you know, maybe if yeah. they want to put Prukop off and put Arbuckle in as the second string, he can certainly run those short yardage plays. And as our coach seems to be wont to do, have him stay right after that short yardage. If he makes it, then, then play a player too. Sure. Um, because that, that's like the next Traveler, right? Like that's... Because it's worked so well. Um, hmm. Ken Ludwig yeah. uh, says that he would like to see Brukob get more plays to run in the game. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, interesting for sure. Okay. I mean, there seems to be a reason he hasn't been doing much, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, oh, Coach Vic, the ever-positive Coach Vic, says, keys to the game for Saskatchewan, step on the field. <laughs> wow. That was going to be my wow. key, but, oh, I didn't expect wow. that. Wow. It's, um, it's not wrong, but, yeah, okay. Well, yeah. we'll find out. Yeah. Win uh, the coin wise, toss. <laughs> yeah. 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 slug 8 says that they will be going deep with all the extra time they have. And, uh, yeah, with the lack of pressure we've been getting from our front seven, that's probably not too wrong. Well, and with Niles Morgan going off on the injury list today, it's not like they have a plethora of, of linebackers that they can start throwing a linebacker back there either, right? So, Let's see. Interesting. Uh, Coach Vic does suggest uh, just don't throw the headsets 
if you're going to go all Jason Moss. So I yeah. do miss uh, Montreal's old coach who couldn't throw it because he couldn't get it off of his head. Um, yeah, just start working it through your shirt and everything else. Mike something. I can't remember what his name was. Anyway, yeah. Yes. Um, Tim Capper says that the Canadian Football Hall of Fame doors closed now until 2022. No class induction now coming until the spring of 2022. Really? Oh, I didn't. I didn't hear that. I did not either. This is definitely news yeah. to me. I've I've been very disappointed. This is from the Hamilton Spectator. Uh, of course, that's where the Canadian Football Hall of Fame is. It's been a disappointing run for the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. I feel since they moved uh, to the new to the stadium, yeah. uh, they've only been open two half days a week, just mm-hmm. on I think it was Wednesday afternoons and Saturday mornings, uh, or also on game day they would be open as well. But that's mm-hmm. it, uh, which I feel is a tough. Um, I think you just need to figure out way ways to market to get people to come down there during the week or certainly on weekends. But uh, I, I mean, I've been there and it's something that I think every CFL fan should experience for sure. There's a lot of legends that have played in this game and seeing their the Hall of Busts and, and all the uh, great items they have from them. Um, they had a room with a whole bunch of old trophies, including the original uh, Alberta Rugby Football Union trophy, the ARFU, mm-hmm. which is, I know, your favorite. Of um, course, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, it's called the Cecil Cup, and that was uh, the winner of the Alberta Championship. Got that every year, and so that's kind of just one of those things that I think everyone should see and see all these mementos of history. So it is disappointing to hear that they are closing. So yeah, well, especially when the Grey Cup is there this year, you'd think that there would, you know, there's there's bound to be more traffic to come at least that week, right? Yeah, I think so. what they what they usually do is they have a um, uh, mobile. Uh, display so that goes out and it's usually in in some places along um, wherever they're housing some of the uh, rooms party rooms sometimes and they'll have a uh, nice displays um, I've seen them when they were here in Edmonton I've seen them in Toronto I've seen them in Winnipeg it's always very cool to see and mm-hmm. they try to make it a little more tailored towards the teams that are in the the Grey Cup so right you know that's why it'd be great to have it open so we could see Edmonton stuff so that'd be great but uh <laughs> Not this year. Okay, yeah. good. No. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, that is tough. That that is tough. For yeah. Sure. Uh, anything else, or should we go to Pickums? Let's go to Pickums. All right, Pickums. It is. Uh, so we've got another four games on the slate this week. Uh, we will start with our game in BC, in Hamilton, to take on the Tiger Cats. So that is the Kitty Bowl, right? Let's go with that. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but not on the horseman anymore, right? Say the other thing. Okay. Uh, BC rolls into Hamilton. BC on a bit of a losing streak. Uh, Hamilton, of course, coming off and beating the living tar out of Ottawa and then us. Um, Derek, who do you have winning this game in the donut box? I think Hamilton over BC. Hamilton's offense is actually getting rolling. A bunch of their players are getting healthy and they have a lot of running backs, so they can use those too. So, taking Hamilton. That's that's a good pick, super fan. Yeah, I think that's going to be a safe bet to see Hamilton taking this one again. BC is just spiraling. Um, I mean, they've got twice as many wins as we have, but certainly not much in the last several weeks. Um, there's just not much of a running game at all. They've they've tried the last couple of games and, and it seemed like they were getting some traction and they just go away from the run again and again. I don't know why. 
Yeah, um, it's just Mike Riley's like, nope, I'm going to throw this thing as far. I'm going to be Uncle Rico and throw it way over the mountain or what? <laughs> um, but as Derek says, like they have a committee of running backs, which has been killing me in Pickham. Um, <laughs> but uh, we don't need to go there. No. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that the balance they've got and the confidence that Masoli's been getting, especially in these last two weeks, is just going to make them really hard to stop. Yeah, I totally agree. 100% agree. This is uh, this is all Hamilton all day. Uh, next game, Toronto versus Ottawa. Do we all need to pick at the same time, or do we just? <laughs> it's pretty pretty safe. This is, I mean, it is in Ottawa. Maybe that makes a difference, Mike. Yeah, because you've been you. so successful there. Well, yeah, I mean, who knows? Against us, you, correct? Yeah. Well, they they like to beat up things that are green and gold, so that we can take more of their players next year for nothing. Right. Great. Uh, so, Mike, you're picking Ottawa, right? Yeah. Nope. No? Okay. <laughs> okay. Me either. Go go Argos. Uh, Derek? Well, Ottawa may be starting Duck, but still Toronto. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, next one, Montreal versus Winnipeg. This one in Winnipeg uh, again. Oh, this might be a little bit closer, but I, I'm going to say Winnipeg. Coming off a of bye. Uh, Are they resting Shea. players now? Well, I don't know that they'll be resting quite They've yet. they first place. Yeah, but I, I still don't think that they'll be resting. Not at the beginning of the rotate. game. They could rotate. Yeah. They could rotate people, right? So it's like, okay, well, yeah. we don't need to play, you know, obviously not Harris. Um, right. yeah. But they don't need to be playing all of their receivers or all of their star defensive linemen or whatever. Let yeah. them sit out one game and then play the next game. We'll see. Yeah, that's very true. Um, and Montreal, of course, still fighting for a spot. So uh, I I don't know. I still think even with the depth, <laughs> I think I think Winnipeg comes out there and, and finds a way. It, it won't be a blowout like all their last, uh, last games that they've had, but I, I think they find a way. Uh, Derek, what do you think? I think it'll be pretty tight, but I think, yeah, Winnipeg will win as well. All right. Super fan? I don't think it's necessarily going to be tight. This is in Winnipeg, and I think that they want to put on a good show for their fans. They've been selling tons of tickets, lots of people coming to games, and they want people to leave happy, and and, uh, they're just going to go out all out and win this game. So are you telling me that winning at home brings fans out? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of winning, and to be fair, I haven't seen a lot of fans. So interesting, yeah. interesting. Yeah, I, I like this. It's an interesting theory. Okay, um, we should try it. Yeah, really should. Uh, <laughs> do you have a prop bet for us, Mike? I mean, the obvious one would be to go Elks wins point five, uh, <laughs> but I don't want us all to take the under. So let's. What uh, about Arbuckle snaps point five? Ooh, that's an interesting one. Okay. Arbuckle snaps. So does Arbuckle take a snap in this game or not? Derek, what do you think? Now, hearing about the quarterback thing, I think it's a no. They'll, okay. they'll get him when he's fully ready and knows the plays. So, yeah, no. Okay, super fan. This is a tough one. Um, I know. I normally would have gone with Derek and said, nope, they're going to wait. But Coach Vic does have a point. Like, he is someone that's taken a lot of short yardage plays, and there's a lot less for him to do. That being said, I mean, he's only got two more two more days, three more days of practice. Uh, two more days plus a walkthrough. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> for practice. So if he's not practicing by now, I've got to think he's not going to be suiting up and he'll be doing the game in Saskatchewan. So I'll say no. I'll say under. Okay. I'm going to take the over to be different because I Attaboy. think that they'll get in there somehow. Arbuckle. Let's go. Okay. There you go. I can't. I'm excited that I get to do that over and over again. That's ex- I I always I love being a pirate. It's great. Um, that's, that's the exciting part. Uh, Derek, how are you doing in fantasy this year, my friend? Because I know you were you were kind of killing it there in 2019. In fantasy, I started slow, had a couple rough weeks, and now it's starting to come on strong the last couple weeks. So moving back up. Ooh. My pickums, on the other hand, not so good. Yeah, no, my pick him. That, that was a, I was done that at about uh, week four. It's like, forget this, like zero and four every week. Um, it's just brutal. But uh, yeah, it's all starting to come up. Mike, here you had another great week in the CFPN Fantasy Challenge, and you finished with the second overall points. And once again, you're playing the person who has the first overall points. It doesn't seem fair. Well, I know I lost my round this week. That that's what I said, but you, but that's what I mean. You, but you were in second, weren't you? In this week for for overall points. Uh, I'm in fourth overall points. Fourth and overall points. Okay, I thought you were, I thought you were second this week. Sorry about that. No, and then but. this week I had seventy point eight. Not great. Ah, okay. All right. Well, I found a way. It wasn't a greatest week, but I found a way to beat Travis. You did find a way. Two and out, so that's good. Um, and uh, Mike from Podsky Wee Wee beat you because he picked a lot of Hamilton guys because he's smart that way. Uh, that yeah, was very good. I picked the wrong running back is my biggest problem. That uh, Yes, that's true. Yes. Had yeah. I picked Don Jackson, it might have been close. Might have been closer. That's fair. Yep. Um, this week, it is another turf district battle. It is. Oh, Mike versus Andrew. It's going to be fun. Are we going to rig a tie? I think it'd be kind of funny. <laughs> I don't know how many points you need to win to uh, to, to get in first place. Uh, well, I no, I'm in like I'm in first right now because I'm ahead in the overall point standings, and right. Coop and I are tied. Uh, I forgot to look and see who Coop is playing this week, but I told him I'm like we might rig a tie just because it'll be funny. <laughs> We'll see. See how it goes. See who cheats. <laughs> Neither of us started defense just this week. Um, it's uh, it cheaters. Uh, but make sure you are listening to all of the great shows in the Canadian Football Podcast Network, all the ones that we have mentioned, To and Out, Podski Wee Wee, and of course the Canadian Football Countdown, uh, and all the other great shows at cfpodnetwork.ca. Um, before we catch on to all of the rest of where we can find each other, uh, this episode is also brought to you by the Alberta Podcast Network. Uh, a shout out this week goes to Quantum Kickflip Podcast. Easy for you to say. I know. It sounds kind of fun, doesn't it? Uh, it's six Edmonton comedians that are getting together to play Slug Blaster, which is a sci fi. Yeah, Slug Blaster. Wow. Yeah. It's a sci-fi role-playing tabletop game that was actually developed in Alberta. So it's kind of a a neat spin that way. Um, It's a fun way to learn the game and to hear people having a blast. Nobody can see my air quotes, but you guys. But anyway, uh, playing it. You can find their episodes at quantumkickflip.com or any of the great shows, of course, on albertapodcastnetwork.com. 
Ah, there you go. I got an early one in there. Uh, no, that show is pretty cool, actually. It's got some good laughs. And, and oh, I'll check it out. To, yeah, it's kind of neat. And plus, it has a really killer name, which is awesome. Yeah. It's true. Draws you right in. Uh, Derek, where does everybody find you on the social medias and things so they can talk to you about more elk stuff? You can find me mostly on Twitter at Mappy Derek. Mappy Derek. No, it was different before, was it not? Yeah, it was. It's. It was Mappy 0808, and now it just looks right. to Mappy Derek. That's a two weeks ago. Oh, wow. Oh. Okay. Yeah, it's fresh. It's fresh. <laughs> It's like a fitness relocation program or something. I don't know. Yeah. You're, uh, yeah, you're, you're fresher than the team. Okay. Um, let's go. <laughs> Super fan, Mike. Where does everybody find you? You can find me at 56 Parkies, and then you can find the history, which I think will be returning next week, uh, at Edmonton History, Edmonton Football History. That's E D M H I S T O R double E. Fantastic. And make sure, of course, you're following our compatriot at Duchess Lombardi for the one commissioner, Kayla, who's still probably recovering from that big New Orleans win yesterday because that was probably yeah, that, that's probably what it is. Uh, of course, uh, as I've already said, follow all the great shows on the Alberta Podcast Network at albertapodcastnetwork.com. OK, I'll do that quick and uh, join us in the huddle at... <laughs> the turf district i couldn't even do it without laughing uh you can find us on facebook and twitter and instagram uh join us all in the huddles as you can uh join us next week when uh we will talk about whether we broke the goose egg or not and um sure well you know it's all about history right it is yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay. So, uh, yeah, make sure that you join us in next week. We will bring in another featured fan. Uh, we'll talk more about the Elks and everything that is going on in the CFL. And, of course, do our pickums for the rest of the year because that's going to be a lot of fun. So, for Derek, Commissioner Kayla, and Superfan Mike, I'm Andrew. Remember, you can't catch footballs with your face. And we will absolutely talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter. 